0: ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive.
1: It is Friday, April 16th, and your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can be a part of the program by calling the White Claw phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That 877 877- 420-8255-White Ball Heart Shelter. It's made pure. Coming up today on the program, we're going to hear from Bob Coleman. Bob's going to be the featured speaker at the Memorial Fountain Ceremony, the ceremony to turn the fountain on, and that is coming up tomorrow at 1230 p.m. Of course, the event's being held prior to the spring game. That's taking place at 3 o'clock, so we're going to hear from Bob in the next few minutes talk to him about uh, what's it going to be like for him to uh, to address the crowd, speaking uh, about the importance of this ceremony and the obviously yeah, his feelings on everything that happened after the plane crash. So that's coming up, and we'll talk to him here in the next few minutes. We'll get your phone calls in. As I mentioned, again, the number 877-420-TALK, 877 877-420- 420 Eight two five five. Nick Verzellini, our producer, this afternoon. Nick, uh, we're counting you down. We're getting closer to your uh, eventual graduation. I've got your evaluation form. I'm all most ready to fill it out. Uh, I'm just waiting to see how the next few days go. You know, make sure you know I've made the right decision. But uh, Nick is going to be with us tomorrow. Uh, there's a lot of action taking place tomorrow, and we've got baseball action coming up tomorrow. That is going to happen at noon and also at 3 o'clock. So baseball is taking on FIU. Baseball is actually taking on FIU right now. So game one of the series going on at this very moment, and then softball winning earlier today against FAU one to nothing. We'll hear more about how that happened later on in the program. But tomorrow there's a doubleheader as softball will be back in action against FAU at one o'clock and three o'clock. And of course, all of this is going on while we have the spring game coming up at three o'clock. And let us not forget that we have got soccer. On Sunday, probably of all the things that are happening, the thing that's probably the most exciting for you is the green white game. The spring game is probably the most exciting thing for you. But, and not to lessen anything that's happening over the weekend, the biggest thing, Nick, probably going on this weekend in Hurt Athletics will be soccer taking on Charlotte, the winner. Is your conference USA champion? That's probably the biggest of all of these things happening. I know you're saying, okay, well, football is pretty big, sure, but that's just a green white game. That's a spring game. That's fantastic. Build up some excitement here. Softball, that's important. Baseball is important, but soccer playing for a title, playing for a conference championship. And so those are always, I think, big, especially with uh, the reputation that Marshall Men's Soccer is trying to build. You win a conference championship, you're well on your way. And, of course, uh, Nick, you've been covering uh, men's soccer for quite a while. This is definitely going to be exciting. You've got two of the top teams in the country going at it, not just top teams in the conference,
2: top teams in the country going at it. Yeah, two ranked uh, teams and – um, if Marshall's able to win, you know, that'd be back-to-back Conference USA championships for the Thundering Herd. So certainly uh, something to look forward to on Sunday. And like you said, I mean, football, that's just a scrimmage. It's exciting, but at the end of the day, that doesn't really matter that much. Um, you know, Marshall's playing at home for a Conference USA championship in men's soccer, which almost never happens because usually they have a tournament at a uh, normal location. So the, no tournament this year, so the winner of that – game gets into the NCAA tournament automatically, doesn't have to worry about uh, an at-large bid, which I think probably both teams are going to get one either way, but still a huge game uh, between Marshall and Charlotte and should be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, you want to assure yourself the bid. You don't want to leave it to chance just in case. So go ahead and win that Conference USA championship, and here you go. You're starting to build something, and all of a sudden you look at the investment that Marshall has made in soccer, and, of course, the budget's not as grand as some of the other institutions in the country and probably Conference USA. The facilities are on par with any facility in the country. There's a a fan base that is vocal growing for men's soccer. There's a history that is being written as we speak. The pedigree is being put together and you're attracting high caliber players. You play at a High-level soccer conference, one of the highest levels in the NCAA, Conference USA, one of the better leagues. As noted by, you look at the teams that are in this league and how successful they are outside of conference, and you look at what kind of, I think, quality of play you're seeing in the conference and out of conference. I mean, this is a big deal. Marshall to be back-to-back conference champions in men's soccer, now, you just want to get the women's soccer program to start firing on all cylinders the way the men's program has. But really, this is what you wanted. You built that facility, you gave the soccer program the deserved facility. I mean, they were playing on dirt. It, it, it was dirt. You scratched out some lines, you played on dirt just about. And now you have this top notch facility with room to grow, I hope and you have a a soccer program that is growing with a coach that has come in and elevated it, taken what was given to him and made it better. And that's what you're hoping for in women's soccer. That's what you're hoping for with Coach Huff in football. You're hoping that Coach Huff can come in here and maybe elevate the football program to where you think it should be as a fan winning conference championships. Because if you're not winning championships in football, it's – It's going to be a long tenure. That's the goal. Not just winning games and going to bowl games. It's winning conference championships. So softball, baseball, football, soccer, tennis, all chasing after championships. But football is where you want to see those championships, but you you turn your attention to soccer. That's where they're being won right now. So congratulations to Coach Grassi. I know... The match hasn't even been played yet on Sunday, so we'll see what happens. But whatever happens, uh, this is going to be a team that makes it back into the NCAA tournament. That's going to be a big deal. But we will turn our attention to football tomorrow. The fountain is turned on, the ceremony. We're going to hear from Bob Coleman. He's going to join us next on the program when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.
0: Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on the drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: Our phone lines this hour are brought to you by White Claw, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. White Claw Heart Seltzer, it's made pure. Coming up tomorrow, 1230 p.m., the Memorial Fountain Ceremony to turn on the fountain of course this is more of a celebration of the rebirth of martial football also to honor the young thundering herd players from the 1970s who helped rebuild the program following the tragic events of november 14th 1970 the southern airways flight 932 crash and joining us now on the program will be the featured speaker of tomorrow's ceremonies. Bob Coleman. He played for Marshall as a cornerback, also a long snapper from 1974 through 1977. Also served as a team captain as a senior graduate of Huntington East High School. And he came to the Thundering Herd as a walk-on before he eventually landed his starting role. And uh, Bob is with us now on the program. And Bob, as a old Huntington High grad, uh, I hope we can get along for the next few minutes because I, I know those uh, Huntington East Huntington High days uh, are uh, run deep through grads like us.
0: They, <laughs> they sure do. I, I, uh, I actually got to uh, go to Marshall with. Uh, Steve Williams and Ray Crabtree and uh, Zach Qualls, who all got scholarships to Marshall, and uh, I got to play with them and uh, found uh, some really good friendships there, some great guys. And a lot of that heated rivalry sort of calmed down over the years, but I can remember those days very well.
1: <laughs> Bob Coleman, my guest, and you're the featured speaker tomorrow. Now, I know this isn't a position or a job or – uh, something you go out and lobby for. So, how did it come about that you became the feature speaker for this event?
0: Well, um, I I think it has to do with my relationship with um, with my the athletic director, and with having played with him and been a part of those teams uh, in in the '70s, and also uh, my. The fact that I'm a, a hometown guy. I was born and raised in Huntington and here in the East End on Merrill Avenue and um and that uh you know the the time I got to know uh Mike over the years in the last seven or eight years I've been able to come back and see Marshall homecoming games and to uh Contribute as best I can to the to the program. So I uh, I think it's a result of my relationship with Mike and and my relationship with some other people in town that has grown over the years.
1: Now this is a, always a an uplifting time, but it's also an important time to to turn the the fountain on during the ceremony to remember the rebirth of Marshall and to honor those that came after the plane crash and kept this program alive for you personally as a player and someone who was around during these times before the young thundering herd and and coming in a little bit after, what does this mean to you to be the
0: speaker? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm over, I'm overwhelmed in many ways. I'm deeply, deeply humbled and honored. And, um, I uh, have, you know, I have being born and raised here, I have connections with uh, folks who were directly affected by the plane crash, and then I have these lifelong connections with people who were a part of the rebuilding of the program, and and I, uh, I've, <laughs> I I've struggled over the last few weeks. To, to write down uh, some notes and stuff that I want to say but um i'm uh, I, i've been a, a pastor for 33 years and I've been in front of some fairly large groups of people to deliver sermons um, but i'm i'm more inclined to want to just go out and give everybody a big hug and tell them that life is precious and and um, and that uh, we need to celebrate every day together and be thankful for what we've experienced.
1: I was going to ask you, what did you want people who heard what you had to say tomorrow take away from your speech? Um, is uh, that the big takeaway? Is there going to be a different focus? You know, what are you looking for as far as what you want to give people uh, when they walk away from this speech? What do you want them to take away?
0: Well, I, I I do want them to take away the preciousness of life, and I also want them to know that uh, those early years, particularly in the 70s, um, it was not uh, easy. It wasn't an easy road, and um, I take my hat off to Coach Lingle and Coach Elwood and uh, Coach Randall. Those, those first three coaches after the in the in the seventies. Um I I I want people to know that uh we weren't the biggest and the fastest and the strongest guys in the world and we were trying to keep the program alive and uh these men helped to give us uh the roadmap to do that and there was a lot of sacrifices made by a lot of people in uh a lot of my good friends that we we busted our rear ends for a while, so that Marshall would have better days in the future. And um, and I, I I'm honored, and um, I would like for people to remember those days not as the losing days, but as the building days.
1: For a lot of people, and Bob Coleman is with us. He is the featured speaker uh, at the Memorial Fountain ceremony tomorrow be at 1230. And Bob, you, you have direct memories of those days uh, of the crash, its impact on the community yeah. being from Huntington for a lot of yeah. people. It's, we just heard the stories, but for you, you know, it's still, I'm sure fresh in your mind. What do you remember? What stands out from that time and that impact it had in, in Huntington, you know, not just the university, but the entire community.
0: Yeah, I, again, I'm, I was like 14 years old when the crash happened. Um, but I have this stark memory of uh, almost a blanket grief that hit the town. And it was like Huntington was grieving. It wasn't just Marshall. It wasn't just the family members of those who were on the plane, but this whole town was grieving the loss of some of of these lives and this tragedy. And um, these these uh, um, stories that can be told. Everybody in Huntington was knew knew somebody on the plane, or knew somebody that knew somebody on the plane, and. This happened, and um, I I'm, I was struck as a fool.
1: Bob Coleman's with me. He is going to be the featured speaker tomorrow, the annual turning on of the Memorial Fountain Ceremony. And I was kind of curious, Bob, about what was like playing for the Herd just four years later. But we also want to keep this uplifting, and and I'm always down for a Steve Williams story. Since you did mention him earlier, what was it like being on the team with that guy, Mr. Mayor? I'm sorry, the Mayor of Huntington, Steve Williams. (laughs)
0: Well, um, I I love Steve. Uh, Steve and I got to know each other well. Uh, we I was involved a lot with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes at that time, and used to go up to uh, uh, Jacksons Mill uh, to the campground for the SCA camp in West Virginia. And the uh, the president of the SCA in West Virginia was Bobby Bowden, and i and steve and i went up there a couple of times together to sda camp and um i uh i got to know him uh pretty well and i enjoyed him uh we have uh you know we like to to give each other a, a hard time from time to time and just kid with each other but um i've uh i've celebrated the fact that he got to be the mayor and uh and he he's won a couple of terms and, um, and that's that's a great thing. Um, I, I do, uh, I think that, uh, if I was to tell a story about Steve, um, I'd probably would not tell it on radio.
1: <laughs> fair. That sounds fair. Um, cause he's still the mayor. So we have to, we have to be careful just a little bit.
0: Yeah. It would be something I would, I would meet you later tonight. Uh, and, and we'll talk about it. <laughs>
1: Bob Coleman's with us. Um, so I'm not going to get too much dirt on Steve Williams, but you mentioned Mike Hamrick as well. And if you know Mike Hamrick, you know that he is very close with Steve Williams and um, Steve has a pet name for him, Burley. So you know, I just can't imagine how much you know fun uh, you must have had being on a team with Mr. Mister Hamrick. I have to call him that. How? Yeah, how was that uh, relationship like? What was that dynamic you know, with with him, in addition to Steve Williams?
0: Well, I, I I'm Mike. Uh, is a uh, you know, a, a native born West Virginian, and he loves to fish and to hunt, and he's uh, you know he was a linebacker. And I, you know, I I always kind of bust Mike because I you know, Mike was a weak side linebacker and Ray Crabtree was a defensive end. And I was the defensive back on that side. And, and I led the team in tackles. So, um, that meant that Mike and Ray weren't making any of the plays. And, uh, so he, he'll probably hear this one and he'll, he'll say, well, now wait a minute. But, um, I like to give him a hard time every once in a while, but, um, Mike is, uh, he's a piece of work. I, I actually, uh, drove out to, uh, UALR, uh, where Mike was getting started as in in his last leg director, uh, work and and then went on to UNLV and East Carolina. And now he's back at Marshall. And I had a great time. He was a couple of years behind me. Mike was, but, um, he was a, was a hard nosed football player. And, um, he gave it his all, and uh, I like for him, sometimes he needs to invite me to go fishing up in the mountains and, uh, and and do a little hunting or something. I think Steve Morton, the former linebacker, has got a place up in East West Virginia where they go sometimes, so uh, I'd like to go with him.
1: Bob Coleman, my guest, the featured speaker, the annual turning on of the Memorial Fountain. That's happening tomorrow, 1230. It's uh, prior to the game spring football game, an important time for Marshall fans and former players and, and everyone to see where the program's at. And for someone like you, you've been with the program in some form for a long time now, so you've seen it from its very, very worst moment to where we're at now. What's that journey been like for you just to watch the program since you you saw it as a youngster, as someone who was on the team, and someone who's left the team. I,
0: I, my heart is, uh, my heart almost can't stand it. I'm, I'm filled with joy and gratitude that in 70, uh, in the late uh, days of December and January at 71, I'm that the leadership and the people of Huntington decided that we were going to field a team again and that we, in fact, did field a team and we had the sacrifices made over the years to enjoy the the victories uh, the decade of the 90s, the winningest football team, the 114 victories, the the uh, Troy Browns and Chad Pennington's and Randy Moss's and Ahmad Bradshaw's and uh, Greg Legurski's and, the I mean, the Byron Leftwich's and all the, you know, all of the guys, and not just those guys, but, I mean, there's other guys that have played uh, in the pros and have played in They've gone on to be fine citizens of this nation, and they've gone on to lead other programs and and so forth. And I I um, I am thrilled. I I left Marshall and went to coach at Parkersburg High School uh, in football for a couple of years, and then I went to Moorhead State University and coached. And actually, the first game I ever coached in college, I came back and coached against Marshall, and and, um, and we got beat by Marshall, which I uh, had a sort of mixed feelings about. But, um, but then after that, I left, and I went to uh, Vanderbilt for my master's degree in Nashville and ended up staying in Nashville for uh, mostly the rest of my life, so. I, I come back with uh, and I'm filled with joy and the, the way that the program has developed. And, um, and I do, I, I, I really know knowing as a pastor, I think I've all, I've been, ai just was coaching football for three or four years and then I'm coaching a particular uh, faith perspective the rest of my years. And, um, and I'm, uh, I'm just thankful for all the men and women who've been involved in the leadership and the coaches who have taken on their roles at Marshall to, to lead the young men and learning how to be a good teammate and how to be a good student, how to be a good citizen. And they um, Marshall's been represented well. I I don't ever shut up about it, now. I I, I confess I'm I'm uh, I like to uh, to sit around with guys and talk sports. And I've got a little place that's like a Cheers that's not far from my house in Nashville. And um, when I go in, people will say Bob, and um, then I will say We are, and, and several of people in the room will go Marshall. Cause I talk about Marshall all the time <laughs> and, and they're, they're UT fans and Vanderbilt fans and Alabama fans. And, but when I walk in, they go and they know, Oh, it, 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 this is the guy from Marshall. <laughs> so I represent that way. I make sure that people realize that the, that the thundering herd is alive and well.
1: My guest is Bob Coleman. He will be the featured speaker. Tomorrow's the turning on of the Memorial Fountain, that ceremony taking place beginning at 1230. This is ahead of the spring football game at 3 o'clock. And we've talked about what you've seen to this point, how this program has grown. New coach now coming in, Coach Charles Huff. Uh, He has really, I think, energized the fan base. What are your early impressions of him? I know he hasn't been on the job long, but it feels like he's been here already for a long time.
0: Yes, I I agree with that completely. I mean, it, it feels like he came in and it was the right uh, it was the right tool for the right job. It just fits. And, and and I'm hoping that that's the way that this is going to turn out. Um, I was very very appreciative of Doc Holliday's leadership, and I mean, he was a winning coach and provided great leadership, and and this transition to a new coach with Coach Huff. Uh, I don't know how, I mean, he's just come in and, and he's, uh, he's not trying to tell everybody that I'm rebuilding a program. He's trying to say, I'm going to build on what we've got here, which is pretty darn good. And uh, we're going to be playing championship football again. So um, I'm, I'm very excited about it. I have, uh, you know, I've, this you know a lot of my friends uh have you know heard me talk about marshall time and time again and and um and i'm just so excited to tell them about coach huff and what he brings to the table um uh, I, I, i'm vanderbilt university also has a brand new coach a guy by the name of coach clark lee and um Clark Lee was Notre Dame's defensive coordinator for several years, and now he's Vanderbilt's new head football coach. And I feel old because Clark Lee played uh, travel-team baseball with my son, and uh, I know him. He's from Nashville, and and he's the new head coach of Vanderbilt. And and I keep thinking that these guys, uh, Coach Huff and Coach Coach Lee, are – I could be their father, <laughs> but but they're but they're fine young men and they're 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 gifted and um, I'm just I'm I'm very excited to see what Coach has Coach Huff has and the staff that he's put together looks just looks like a stellar staff so I'm I'm excited.
1: Bob Coleman will be the featured speaker tomorrow. The ceremony turn on the fountain at 12:30 p.m. bombs been my guest for the uh, last several minutes and, and baba uh, I'm excited for you tomorrow I know this is uh, an honor for anyone to be able to to take this role on to speak uh, in this ceremony and uh, it sounds like the the audience tomorrow will be in store for uh, a lot of great memories and uh, looking forward to hearing what you have to say tomorrow and I appreciate you spending the time with us today and I definitely have to catch up with you and I got to get some dirt on Steve Williams Huntington's mayor and definitely mr hamrick uh, I, I'm kind of curious what those stories off air will be for sure
0: <laughs> well well Bob, i'd love to I'd love to share them with you, and you know maybe we could get Steve and Mike at the same table, and we could all just have it out you would be it it would be a barn burner
1: <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm qualified to moderate that group though that's the question. <laughs> you might have to moderate that group
0: might I might have to I might have to keep it between the lines, but no, I, yeah, those, uh, those are my teammates. And, uh, but the stories, you know, you know, at this time, at this point, we were all, at this point, we were all, we're all much better now than we were when we played. And, uh, you know, each one of us is the one who carried the most water. So um, some of the stories are true and some of them, uh, well, they might not be, but they're funny. <laughs>
1: Bob Coleman, my guest. Bob, thank you for the time. I do appreciate you spending a few minutes with me this afternoon and uh, looking forward to tomorrow. And I hope you enjoy uh, your return to Huntington and everything that's going on tomorrow.
0: Thank Thanks, Bob. Appreciate you having me.
1: That's Bob Coleman. He's going to be the featured speaker. Tomorrow is the turning on of the Memorial Fountain that takes place at 12.30 p.m. It's ahead of the spring football game that is coming up tomorrow at 3 p.m. And I hope they catch up with him tomorrow. And I'll have my recorder with me and try to get those stories on Mr. Hamrick and Mr. Williams. That's uh, Those are the stories I want to hear uh, off air. I, I can't wait to get a hold of those. When we continue, we'll recap what happened with softball. A victory today for the women, beating FAU 1-0. We'll talk about it when we continue with today's edition of The Drive.
0: Now back to the drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We continue with today's edition
1: for Friday April 16th. Tomorrow we'll have plenty of herd action for you. You got the spring game, you got baseball and you got softball. and of course softball victorious today, defeating FAU1 to nothing. Welcome back, Paul Swan, your host for today's edition of The Drive. And in that game, uh, Kaylee Joyce, complete game shutout. So congratulations to her. Uh, This ends a three-game losing streak. We got that doubleheader we told you about tomorrow. Begins at 1 p.m. One run in this game. That's all you need to win. One more run than the other team. So you get a shutout and you get one run. And you win. And it was uh, scored on a walk by uh, Sierra Herrera. Um, Blakely Birch gets, uh, gets the run. So congratulations to the ladies. They get that off their back, and they can hopefully continue on and start getting a win streak going. Now, earlier today, head coach Megan Smith-Lyon said that the team looked locked and ready to play.
3: Absolutely, they were locked in. You know, I think that none of us were um, pleased with our performance this weekend, and we came back and um, just kind of refocused, and we were – Locked in at practice and um, really good vibe from the team all week and today during pregame. Um, so, you know, I mean, I was I was confident and, and still am confident this weekend that, uh, that our players are locked in and ready to do better.
1: As we mentioned, we got a shutout here. Defense, pitching, very important. They were key to Marshall's victory. Sophomore Kaylee Joyce gives up just four hits, had six strikeouts. It was a complete game shutout.
3: I mean, defensively, we were phenomenal today. I mean, a lot of great plays, making the routine plays. And absolutely, it feeds our, our pitcher some confidence. You know, they know that um, they can pitch to contact a little bit, and we're going to have their back and make plays. But, you know, it's also easy for our defense when our pitcher is is doing her job, and Kaylee did her job really well today. Um, bounced back great from a rough outing at middle, um, was in command of all of her pitches. And, you know, that allows your defense to get in a groove. And, and to be confident as well. So it kind of fed off each other. Kaylee's performance and our defense performance, they both fed off each other. I was really happy with both of them.
1: Now the offense, that was um, a different story. A little quiet today, a little quiet, only one run. But the team did find a way to win, which Coach, Coach Smith-Lyon said that that's all that matters.
3: Offensively, we were a little off today. Give credit to their pitcher. She threw a really good game. Um, she's, a, she's a really talented pitcher. Um, and was able to keep us off balance. But, you know, you just hope you figure out a way to get it done and that your team is scrappy enough and gritty enough to uh, just to figure it out. And, you know, it was – I don't care how we win. As long as we win, I'd rather win ugly than lose pretty any day of the week. So I'll take a base's little walk for a win.
1: This is the Herds' final home series of the 2021 season, and the team will honor its seniors before tomorrow's doubleheader. Here's Coach on that.
3: It's kind of weird. Actually, we haven't had many home games and, you know, Western Kentucky series got uh, canceled because of COVID issues. And, you know, it's, it's really weird to have senior day this early. We still have several weeks left. Um, so it's a strange, strange feeling, you know, but you know, it's, it's, uh, it's always a special weekend when it's the last week no matter when it is, and even if it feels a little odd because of uh, the way the schedule broke down, but you know, we've got four seniors we're going to honor tomorrow and, Um, They've been great. They've been awesome people and players in our program, and you know, um, we're excited to play for them tomorrow and excited for them and their day.
1: Doubleheader coming up tomorrow against FAU, 1 o'clock and 3 o'clock, and of course, uh, it's part of a Busy Saturday for Herd Athletics. Not only softball in action, baseball doubleheader tomorrow noon and 3 o'clock. Marshall Spring Game coming up at 3 o'clock tomorrow. The fountain ceremony at the Student Center will be at 1230. So a lot of activity going on tomorrow on the campus and surrounding area. When we continue, we will wrap this one up. Also an honor coming to Marshall Golf today on the women's side. We'll talk about it when we continue with today's edition of The Drive.
0: Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: It's our final segment for today's edition of The Drive. This Friday, April 16th, we're less than 24 hours. We are 21 hours away as uh, airing of the show on the spring game. I'm Paul Swan, our producer this afternoon for at least another week or so, Nick Berzolini. And then he walks out with that diploma, that piece of paper that says he is a graduate of Marshall University. And then I got to go break in another intern, Nick. I got to break in another one of you.
2: It's always a uh, new challenge, but it's just kind of been a rotating door of people from uh, the station.
1: Yeah, I'm going to try to get maybe eventually. I want to try to just to compare and contrast. Let me see if I can get like an OU Southern Campus grad in here or something. You know, I just want to compare and contrast just a little bit. You know, maybe I can get someone from Moorhead State in here, just a, an OU proper. I mean, would they make that trek 90 minutes down? to? To be, I mean, it'd be a big opportunity for them, but you got to start putting an ad out there or something. You know, well, that costs money, doesn't it? No, That's not happening. That's not happening. Uh, Hey, before we go, uh, let's uh, let's tell everyone about Marshall women's golf senior Carrie Parks. Named to the Conference USA all-academic team for the second time that came out today. Parks was honored the first time in 2019. There was not an all-academic team in 2020 due to the COVID-19 pandemic. So uh, in a sense, even though there was a skip, uh, she's a back-to-back winner, so congratulations to her. And uh, I'm sure that uh, the golf team is uh, elated with her performance. Um, they get a shot maybe at this Conference USA tournament. They, they possibly have a shot here, so looking forward to seeing what happens with the team. But again, congratulations to Carrie Parks making the Conference USA all-academic team. All right, we've got a busy schedule tomorrow. We're going to be back here on Monday to talk about it. But baseball is at noon and three. Softball, one and three. Football, three o'clock. You can listen to the baseball and softball games tomorrow. Nick is going to tell you how you can do it because I don't even know how you can do it. It's, it's over on your station, the, uh, the student radio station. Uh, just, uh, just for herd fans who maybe want to try to uh, keep up with a little bit of everything, uh, what's the best way to go about it tomorrow if uh, they want to follow along with softball or with baseball while they enjoy the spring game?
2: So baseball will be on air and on stream one, www.marshall.edu slash WMUL. And softball will be on stream two uh, throughout the day. So you'll just go there and go to our website, and then you'll click stream two, and you can listen to the game.
1: Okay, so if I want to listen to the game tomorrow, the baseball game, I can take a radio with me, or I can take my phone and listen through uh, the browser, go to the website. Or if I want to listen to softball, I'll take a phone with me as well. Or if uh, I'm not going to the game, I'm going to be just listening on my desktop. So those are the options again. Baseball over the air tomorrow on the campus radio station, eighty-eight point one WMUL. Doctor Bailey, how's he doing? Uh, I know he, um, I knew he was around today over at the
2: because I, I, I was told about it. How's he doing? He's doing well. It was Good. Green and White Day today, so yeah uh student or potential new students were coming by so that's probably exciting what's that what's that like i haven't done that in like decades what's that like well it was kind of restricted today obviously due to the pandemic and stuff so there wasn't a whole lot of students really around but it's interesting um just kind of depends on how much interest they show and how it works but there's a lot of different groups to get involved in on campus and they all just kind of give their pitch i guess okay
1: green and white day uh, that was taking place today. and It's um, going on tomorrow, too. Okay, so green and white day tomorrow. Well, that makes sense because we have the green and white game tomorrow, so green and white day or the green and white weekend. Uh, is there a green and white week of welcome, or is that just a uh, when you you roll? That's your first week. Okay, that's just your first week. All right. We didn't have that when I was a student. That's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. For my producer, Nick Verzolini. I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for being a part of your Friday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 at AM 930.
0: Your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.